What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Back after an unexpected week off, was not planning on taking a week off last week. Um, I'm sure you're all more than happy to discover that I am, in fact, still alive based on the content and the nature of the previous episode. But no fear, no worries. I am in good. I am in good mental health this week. Um, feeling great. <laughs> Just of course, I take the week off after my mental breakdown episode. So no fear. I am all good. Everything is tip top, Magoo. Um, last week had a guest planned to come on and it all fell through last minute. So I kind of scrambled to maybe try and redeem the episode for the week. Could have just done a solo episode, but after everything just kind of went to shit, I decided we'd just say fuck it and not do one that week. Also, I mean, I could have done it Sunday, but you know me. Sunday is now, now that it's football season, it's football Sunday. All day Sunday is devoted specifically to football, so I couldn't take my time away on Sunday to do the podcast, and so we just took the break. We took the week off, something I very rarely do. Nonetheless, did it, and it's it's all good, because you know what? We're here this week, back at it for a fresh, brand new episode that I'm sure is going to be stellar, as as they tend to be. So, thank you guys for joining me this week. I apologize for not putting one out last week. It's just, it, it's unfortunate circumstances that we deal with, and we're back at it again. So, here we are. I'm glad you're here. We're going to have a good time. So, let's get into it. What is it? 118? No. It's episode 119 of Life Cigar. Coming at you with another brand spanking new episode, baby. Thank you for joining me, as always. Um, where do we start? Um, sober October. It's fall. It's officially fall. October has begun, which means sober October is underway. So, you know, I'm sitting here enjoying a nice, refreshing LaCroix, not a sponsor. Usually we, we we crack open a nice cold Coors Light, but for the next month, it's going to be LaCroix. So, didn't do it last year. I told you on the last episode that we had discussed doing the Sober October Challenge. There's going to be uh, me and three other buddies competing against each other. Um, I don't really remember the rules. Bas- basically, I think if we fuck up and uh, drink, which is purely honor system... We have to, but if we're caught for sure, you have to put fifty bucks into a a pot, like a basically a, a pot that the winner can eventually potentially win. Obviously, if you get caught and you have to put money in there, you know your your chances of winning it go down. But we're also doing we're the 
Goal is three workouts a week, which is a piece of fucking cake. So you know I'm going to take it up a notch to the next level. I got to bring these boys into some deep-ass waters where I hope they can't swim. And uh, I got to show them up a little bit. <clears throat> I'm out to win. And now I don't really know if, if, we, if anybody wins anything if nobody puts any money in the pot. I'm kind of confused about that. Nonetheless, I am going to put these boys in the hot seat and I'm going to put the pressure on them because I'm taking it up to every single day I plan on working out. I'm looking to lose 11 pounds in the next month. So, you know, going back on the diet. No fast food. No, uh, I'm going to try and eat healthy chicken, rice, steak, things like that. It'll eat a little cleaner, which will be good. It'll be good for my physical health, which will in turn help my mental health as displayed in all its glory last episode, two weeks ago. Now, I need to mention this, okay? Um, I was down in the dumps on that last episode, and immediately following recording the episode, I had gone out with some friends just because... I felt it best to be around people. And you know what? I was great. Like the very next morning, I felt uh, on top of the world. Like I, I was back to my normal self. Like I said, I knew I was going to kick out of it sooner or later. Sure enough, the next day felt great. Okay. So that's, you know, that's the whole thing. I told you it takes time, but also talking about it, it really does help. To, to, to open up about it, to talk about it, to make reality out of what, you know, you, you got to make it real. You got you to make the conversations happen because these are not good. These are not easy conversations to have, but you got to make, you got to have the conversations and guess what? It will help. And it sure as shit helped me to talk about it, even if it was with a camera and I know you guys are listening. So it just meant a lot to be able to talk about it. And here's the other thing too. If I hadn't recorded that night, which I wasn't planning on doing, something told me I needed to talk about that stuff. Something told me I needed to express my feelings in the moment and to put that out there. Somebody needed to hear that. And if I hadn't done it that day, there's a good chance I wouldn't have felt that way the next day. So... It was like meant to be that I was supposed to feel that way and to express myself and let you guys know it's okay. And just to and just to air it all out and to and to bring it up. So I'm glad that we got to do that. I felt like it was one of the better episodes, to be honest, as depressing as it was. And it really wasn't all that depressing. There was ups and downs, and we talked about all kinds of different stuff. But yeah, so this week, you know, sober October underway, looking to get healthy, get the mind healthy, get the body healthy. I implore everybody else out there to follow along, you know, maybe you don't got to go as hard as we are, but it's good motivation. It's good. I mean, we're, we're, we're not doing Halloween. We're, we're stopping early. So, so we're not, Halloween is not included in all this, which, um, cause obviously we want to have fun on Halloween too. Last time I did this, um, Halloween, I got blitzed. I got, I was messed up because I went a whole month. So my tolerance was way down. And then I went into Halloween, just pounding them. And, and yeah, I was hurting after that. Now, 
I'm 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 honest to God so glad to be doing Sober October this year because I just feel like I've gone really hard the last few times and it's it's not like it's been a problem like it's not it's not affecting me in any way shape or form it's just running me down like I just feel physically horrible all the time whether I'm you know whether it's the depression whether it's just physically feeling not good mentally you know it, it's not just affecting my mental health in like a depressive way, but also in just like a, like a bogged down kind of way. You know what I mean? And so just the other night I went out Thursday night, watched the football game, ended up at the crystal as I usually do and stayed way too late. Felt like absolute trash the next day. And that's when I was like, dude, I told myself, I was like, dude, I'm so ready for sober October. Like it's going to give me motivation that I'm, I'm in it with these boys. Uh, it's going to keep me on the, on the right track to, to stay not drinking and I need it and I'm glad I'm doing it. And every now, you know, it seems like when it comes to sober October, like the, at the point that we start it or anytime I've started a, a nice stint of sobriety, I'm always at this, cons- like my brain feels like it's concerned that I'm turning into an alcoholic, which I know for a fact I'm not. Like I, I, pro- I know I'm not, because alcoholics are dependent on alcohol. I do not. I've never once felt dependent on it. I've never had a problem stopping. I've never had a problem not drinking. I drink socially, and I've talked about this before many, many times, and I'll continue to talk about it. I just drink socially. And some, but sometimes, especially during football season, for sure, I tend to get a little too social and then therefore drink a lot completely just because I'm out doing social things. And, and usually when I'm doing that, a drink is included. And so, and it doesn't help. I come from a family of alcoholics. So that definitely is in the back of my mind too, where it's like, that can be, you know, that could get triggered at any time. Sometimes you worry. I'm not too worried that that's going to happen to me, but it is nice to take a break. And what I want to say is to anybody out there that may be struggling with substance addiction or subs or, or you feel like you're, maybe you're not physically addicted to it, but maybe you're mentally addicted to it, whether that be weed or, uh, alcohol or pills or whatever it may be. Cause we all struggle with things. Um, here's another thing I, 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 cause, cause I don't struggle. Like I don't have a lot of addictions, you know, and, or, or let's not call them addictions. Let's call them habits, unhealthy habits, because sometimes we, we throw the term addiction around addiction is a very, very serious thing. And, and let me just first and foremost say, if you are struggling with addiction, please seek help. Seek help in any which way, whether it's uh, with a friend, a family member, you got to check yourself into some kind of rehab or something like that. Go to some meetings, do it. Talk to people in the same, it's the same thing as the, as the mental health thing. If you talk about it, you are on the right path to recovery. Addiction is a word I think we throw around a little too easily. So let's just say unhealthy habits. Food is an unhealthy habit. You know, drinking is definitely an unhealthy habit. And even though we talk about how, how like not really that bad weed is, weed can definitely be an unhealthy habit. 
it's not necessarily like the physical aspect of it, but maybe more the mental aspect of it. Caffeine, another one that can be an unhealthy habit as far as like every day. In addition to alcohol, because I really don't, I don't smoke, I don't do, I don't do weed, you know, I don't have that many vices. This is kind of weird to talk about, but I'm going 30 days, no porn. And it's not like I'm a porn addict. I don't like watch porn every day, but I, I mean, I watch it frequent enough that it, it does disgust me. And, and there's times when I'm just like, I, I feel the mental rot. Like there is a mental rot to pornography. And I've seen all the, I've seen a lot of studies and shit like that about it. And like the destructiveness of it, especially when it comes to relationships and the way you perceive women and things like that. And I, and I get it. Trust me, I understand it. So for 30 days, I am looking to do no alcohol and no pornography because I just like, it's, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing to watch. It really isn't like, I understand it. And in, in moderation, it's, Fine, like I, I'm not one of those anti-porn guys. Trust me, I'm definitely not one of those guys. But it's good to take a break, man. It's good to get a mental reset, just like with alcohol. And so that's my other thing I'm doing. No pornography for three, 30 days. Get a nice healthy reset. And yeah, so sometimes we got to talk about the uncomfortable things. I know it's not comfortable to talk about, whatever. I'm talking about it because maybe you need a little boost too in order to get yourself into the mindset of going clean on something for for an extended period of time. It's good. It's good to take a break from things that are unhealthy for you. Like I said, food too. Not 30 days, no fast food. Because God knows I love my Taco Bell. And I went and had Taco Bell the other night as my last last, uh, fast food meal of the for the next 30 days. So I got my Taco Bell out and we're, we're running clean for the next 30 days and I'm stoked for it. I hope you guys can get some motivation to do the same. It's, it's really good. And you feel really good by the end of the month. And then you go into the holiday season refreshed. You can eat a little bit more, um, indulgingly and not feel so bad about it. It's just, it, it, it'll be good. And I'm excited for it, at least for me and for my boys. So, cheers to Sober October 2022. Cheers with a nice, refreshing LaCroix. Um, the weather, baby. I am, ugh, dude, I love that it's getting cold. I don't have any problem with the cold. Sweater weather is the shit. I have a problem with the snow. I don't love the snow, so as long as the snow stays away and it can remain on the colder side, I am A-OK. Loving it. Can't tell you how much I'm loving the weather. Um, Fall weather. Spooky season is upon us, and we know that spooky season is something we don't say because it is stupid. Okay, so if you're one of those people that says spooky season, uh, turn around. The door's right there, and could good dunk. Door shuts right on you. We don't have any of that business up in here. Spooky season is a lame-ass term. I don't even like that I said sweater, sweater weather. Okay, sweater weather is kind of a, a, a lame term, too, that we don't like to use. Because things that uh, rhyme like that or things that, that are trendy, terms that are trendy, um, they're, they're dumb. 
So, so we don't use those. Okay. We're not saying that stuff. And, um, yeah, but, but it is, it is the Halloween season, fall, the nice cold. We got the, we get the sweaters out, by the way, you can get one of these bad boys from Cutthroat. We have plenty of them, sizes medium through extra large. If you're interested, hit us up. We got all the merch. We got the hat. I'm just, I'm always just like a walking mannequin for my band at any given time. I'm a walking advertisement. But it, you would think I'm wearing this stuff just to promote the band, and it's not true. I genuinely love our merch. This sweatshirt, this hoodie, is my favorite hoodie that I own. My This hat is one of my favorite hats. I love our merch. I wouldn't wear it if I didn't like it. So, pick up your merch. Now, speaking of weather, I'm enjoying the weather. I love it. I sleep so much better when it's cold out. I lo- like I said, I love wearing the hoodies. You know who's not liking the weather right about now? Florida. Hurricane something or other. I don't remember the name of it. Um, I should. They've been talking a lot about it. I No. They all blend together in my head. Hur- hurricane whatever blew through uh, Florida. Devastating... A lot of that, uh, what was it, the western side of Florida, kind of moving up toward the Carolinas, Category 5 hurricane. Um, Yeah, they are not enjoying the weather right now. And first and foremost, I extend my well wishes to families, to uh, anybody in that area who is having to deal with said devastation. Um, of course, there's going to be loss of life in an incident like this, which is never good. We do not like to see stuff like that. And, uh, of course, just the overall destruction and loss of property, loss of valuables, things like that. Very hard to come back from. It's going to be a, they're, they're saying it's going to be one of those, this is one of those storms that is going to take time to recover from in those areas, which, sh- you know, just a big, just want to put that out there to all the people that are affected by this. I feel for you. I hope everything is good. I hope everything turns out. Now, you know <laughs> you know where this is going, okay? I always like to front load my rants with the good, the positive, sending out good vibes, making sure I cover all my bases because you know that this is going to turn sour for for this real quick. I'm about to just decim these I'm I'm going to send out a second devastating storm to the people of Florida, okay? And what with that, I'm going to say this. First of all, you know this, I've talked about this and I will continue to talk about this. Nature is shitty. Nature sucks. Weather sucks. Anybody who says otherwise is dumb. And what I'll say to that is if you are somebody who lives in Florida, what you doing? What you doing? Hey, get the fuck out of there, Florida. I love how we talk about like these devastating storms like they're like they happen so rarely. In some places they do. If when it is devastating when a when a crazy hurricane hits like 
Texas, or New York, that one that was Sandy, Hurricane Sandy hit New York. When when places that don't expect hurricanes get hurricanes and they devastate the area, yes, that, that is crazy because it's unusual. For Florida, they get this shit every year. Now, it might not be a Category 5 every year. We get a Cat 5 every couple of years between the Gulf Coast and and that eastern area, the lower eastern side of the states. Florida gets tropical storms, hurricanes, that shit every fucking year. It's it's like annual. It's every year. So you're you're rolling the dice that you're not going to get a category 5. You're just taking the chance every year that you're going to get, like, you're definitely getting hit with some storms, some bad storms. So why the fuck do you live there? Now, here's what I want to talk about, okay? I talked about this before with nature and how people tend to like to live in precarious areas of nature, okay? Now, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about... There's certain places that are better than others, okay? There are, okay, Florida, for example. Florida is what I would consider a high-risk, high-reward state, okay? It is beautiful. You do have the beaches. You got great weather, you know, 385 days, or 85, 365 days a year besides the days when you get hurricanes. So let's just say 300 and... 50 days a year, your weather is great, and then you got tropical storms every year, and multiple of them in some cases. So it's high reward in the fact that the climate and the weather and all that shit is very nice. High risk in the fact that you do get hurricanes all the time, and flooding, and potentially tsunamis in certain cases. That is a a possibility. Any kind of coastline area, possibility for tsunami. So any coastline area is probably considered a... Not all of them, because some some coast states are shit. Now, for example, a California would be considered a high-reward, low-risk. Now, they do have the fault line right there, so they do experience earthquakes, not really as frequently as hurricanes in Florida, and typically not as devastating. There is a devastating earthquake every, I don't know, 10 to 20 years maybe in certain areas of California and that whole western coastline, but for the most part, they don't really deal with a lot of hurricanes, things like that. They still are susceptible to uh, tsunami. Again, not as common. So that's why I put them in the high-reward, low-risk category. Because the weather is typically very, very nice. More talking Southern California, I suppose. Now, places like... Now, we could go completely different and say places like Florida and California have bigger problems risk-wise, other than nature, but we're specifically focusing on nature here. Socially, economically, all that shit, high risk. Those are 
high-risk places for that shit. As far as crazy people, the craziest people come from Florida, okay? Florida is just overrun with insane people. Every time you see a news article that is just like the most bonkers news article, typically it says Florida man XYZ. Florida man shot and killed by alligator. Alligator shoots and kills man in Florida. Like, there's always the craziest news stories out of Florida. Bath salt. Florida man on bath salts eats woman's brains. Always that. So, here's what I think of this, honestly. Here's what I think about this hurricane. Why they get hurricanes so often, right? Hurricanes are like God washing away the filth. It's God baptizing the state of Florida every single year. Um, it's like with Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Just what they get doused in flames, right? This is just being doused in water. It's like the, it's like the all it's like the flood from Noah's Ark, washing away the sin and <laughs> of the state of Florida, and it's just the annual it's the annual cleansing of what is basically our modern Sodom and Gomorrah, Florida. The crazies. Now, if you're talking a place that's low reward, so low reward, high risk. Well, let's go let's go with let's go with high reward, low risk. Another high reward, low risk. I already said that about um California. Montana would be considered a high reward, low risk. We have very little natural disaster problems. Fires, of course. You're going to get that anywhere with uh, heavy foliage. But high, beautiful state. If we're talking on the economic side and the social side, low risk. Um, there, Pretty much no real natural disasters to like I mean, besides maybe heavy winds, some hail sometimes. I mean, nothing crazy. We don't get, like, tornadoes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get earthquakes. Like, we do get some earthquakes, but not to the devastation level. The mo- Weather-wise, you're dealing with snow. But I like seasons, and it's usually not that bad. It's not crazy bad. That might be the most risky thing is, like, blizzards, snow, low temperatures, things like that. And of course, we got that almighty uh, volcano just sitting there ready to blow. But I consider that very low risk because the chances of that thing going off are very slim. And if it does, hey, it's all gone. Like, it's, it's, see ya, you know? I mean, I'm not, there's no, there's no uh, aftermath to that from where we're at. We're fucked. And that's fine. So I consider that still a low risk. I don't got to deal with all the, uh, yeah, all the aftermath. So. I did, what did I do? I did high risk, high reward. Florida, things like that. Florida's probably the only real high risk, high reward. There's probably some of those other coastal areas, I suppose. And there's other places in the world that are high risk, high reward. I mean, you could technically say uh, New York could be considered high risk, high reward in certain ways. But those aren't really natural. Like like in, in nature, I wouldn't say. Um. Low ri- or low reward, high risk. No, let's go low reward, lower risk. L- low risk, low reward, low risk 
would be, in my opinion, like upper northwest. Like like the, I guess the kind of the upper northwest. Mm, upper northwest is pretty good. I'd be more high reward. Um, I'd say more like maybe like the New York area or like that upper eastern area, Maine. Maine's kind of pretty though. Low reward, lower low risk. Midwest, more of the Midwest, the the places that aren't really in the Tornado Valley area. Um I guess like Kentucky or Pennsylvania, like these Ohio, these are kind of more like your low reward, low risk. Like you're not going to see anything great. Like naturally it's not that pretty, but you're not really dealing with a lot of natural disasters so much either. Flooding, I guess from time, you know, they can deal with flooding, but a lot of places can. Now the, here's the ones high risk, low reward. These are the Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Those are those areas. Not much to do, not much to see, and also Tornado Alley. So you're dealing with tornadoes all the time. These are what we call shit states, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and lump Louisiana in there too because it just sucks. Like, Louisiana just sucks. Hot, humid, you can get eaten by alligators, bugs, uh, fucking hurricanes come through all the time. Louisiana is a low reward, low or low reward, high risk. So, those are the. That's how you got to de- think about with nature. You got to think about these states that are. Is is the risk worth the reward? I happen to live in a state that it does. Not very, not very much risk when it comes to nature, and I get to enjoy a lot of beauty with nature. So that's what I was gonna say about all that. Thoughts and thoughts and prayers. I fucking hate that. Thoughts and prayers. Well wishes to those in Florida. I hope nothing like I hope whatever you're dealing with is corrected soon. You're stupid for living there, of course, because the shit happens all the time and you should fucking know that by now. But I'm not here to be the told you so guy. I'm not here to rub it in or nothing. I'm here to tell you move. If if this has happened to you, if you've dealt with multiple hurricanes in your lifetime of living in, in what is considered the shit state of Florida, move. Get the fuck out of there. No point. Get the fuck out. Alabama. Low reward, low risk. <laughs> Mississippi. Low reward, low risk. All right. Um, people... Can't shut the fuck up about this Jeffrey Dahmer thing, okay? It's that time of year again, folks. I mean, fall is here. Halloween season is upon us. And you know what that means. Time for Netflix to drop its annual serial killer documentary or annual serial killer series. Every fucking year. It's it's like clockwork. I swear to God, the, the executives at Netflix sit down every year and they're like, okay, guys, which massive serial killer, which horrible monster of a human being are we going to feature this year? Last year, it was, was it uh, Richard Ramirez last year, I do believe? They did the Night Stalker. Year before that, it was Ted Bundy. Um, 
I mean, I'm sure there's a John Wayne Gacy one on its way. And, of course, all these guys have had documentaries. But you got to get the big Netflix one. It's the big Netflix special of the year. The serial killer doc of the year. Uh, of course, got to get all the crazy white bitches interested in something. And if it's not cardigans and flannels and scarves and big stupid hats in the fall, it's got to be serial killers, right? So here we have the Jeffrey Dahmer doc, or it's not even a documentary. It's more like a docu-series, I guess, right? It's not even docu. It's it's like a reenactment or whatever. They made it into a, a series. Nonetheless, I have not seen it. I don't have Netflix, so I haven't seen it. Don't really care to, to be honest. I know enough about Dahmer and <sighs> disgusting. You know, the guy was a fucking freak. The scariest thing about Dahmer is how just like, like unsympathetic he seems and how when he talks to reporters, it's just so natural and normal. It doesn't seem, he doesn't seem crazy, but he's, he is, he's nuts and he knows it. So it's just crazy to like, think about people that think of, think that way. You know, like I could never imagine being a killer. Like I could never put it's it's like when you see, you know, if high profile bank robbers or credit card thieves or fraud, people who do fraud, stock market fraud, things like that, because those are big, you know, high crime things, too. I can understand that. Like I can 100 percent put my brain in the place of a thief. Because money, for one, it's it's a... Now, I can't really put myself in the place of taking money from someone. You know, arm robbing a, a person because you're, you're doing some, some traumatic damage to them. And you're, you're affecting their life physically. You know, like, that, that's really affecting somebody's life. I, I can't imagine doing harm like that onto someone. But to like a company, a corporation, stock market, things like that, I can understand that shit because, I mean, everybody wants money. Sometimes you need, like, sometimes you go to to the to your brink's end to to um to feed your family, things like that, you know. And people will will do crazy things to help their family or help themselves or, or greed. Like I can understand greed. I can, I can totally put my head in the place of being a greedy son of a bitch to the extent of not harming somebody in any way, shape or form mentally, physically, things like that. I cannot put my brain in the place of a killer. I could never imagine taking somebody's life. I guess in this, in a self-defense manner, maybe, but not maliciously, not like going out and, and just killing somebody for, for not, you know, just, just because I couldn't imagine that. I can't put my head in that place. And I think that's why people are so focused and obsessed with these serial killers is because trying to, to understand them or trying to put their, put yourself in, in that place. I don't know. I don't know why it's such a popular thing. But it is. And here's one thing that this documentary made me think. And I've, I, I can't remember. I, I don't know why I've not thought of this really before. But 
kill. Could you? Here, here's the thing. With all these killers, with all these big profile serial killers, there's always the victims too. You know, you always get the victims. The, their names are out there. And that is what they're remembered for. It's crazy enough that that you can be a famous serial killer. Like, you can be known for a, being a monster and being just a complete piece of shit human being. But you also get the victims who could have led amazing lives and done amazing things, but no matter what, their legacy, the legacy of their life, will forever only be known as someone who was killed by Jeffrey Dahmer or by Ted Bundy. Like, they will only be known as that. They could have done some of the coolest... Even if you're, like, a a pro athlete, if you're murdered by a killer... Your your legacy is now the athlete that was killed by so and so. That's that's just crazy. You can have a these people could have like Wikipedia pages about them, but the 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 focus of their life is that it was ended by a psycho, and that is sucky to me. I would never want my legacy to be that I was one of the many people killed by so and so. By Dahmer, by Ramirez, by Gacy. That would suck. You lead your life to do, you know, however you do, whether it's just like as a regular person or as a fame. Think about, think about, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sharon Tate. She was an actress. I don't know really any movie she's been in, but she was a, a well-known actress at that time. When you say Sharon Tate... There's one thing you think about, and it's her being murdered by the Manson family. That is forever her legacy. No matter what, no matter what she did, no matter all the accomplishments she ever made, she will only ever be remembered as, or she will at least, I I shouldn't say only, but she will namely be remembered as one of the Manson family's victims. And that sucks. Like, that's crazy. That that's what you like to be a victim. Like that's your that's your legacy is to be a victim. I would hate that. I would never want my my legacy to be that I was a victim. And that's just and that's exactly how it is with all these documentaries. You you get these names of these people, and that's that's who they are. That's that's who they are. Is they are this person got killed by so and so. That is what their legacy is, and that is so. Shitty, I can't even explain it. It's It sucks. So, that was a thought I had this time around. I never really thought about that. And we all want to leave some kind of a mark on this world, right? And some people want to leave their mark by being a monster. And some people don't have a choice, but their mark is made for them by being a victim. And that fucking sucks. It, both of those things suck. It sucks that killers get to be famous, and it sucks that victims get to be known as just that. And we need, and that's just one of the that's one of the very very shitty things that our society has created. Speaking of killers, there's this news story that's been made uh, national. 
happened happened in my state here in Montana. This woman killed a dog thinking it was a wolf. Now, I don't really know a ton. I, I've seen little bits here and there. Um, so just if anybody doesn't know the story, I'm not going to say names or nothing like that. This woman, this happened up in like the Kalispell area. This woman was, she posted on social media that she was going out to, for a, a hunt. She was going to hunt a predator, I think is what, how she put it. I don't know if she was hunting bear or wolf. I don't know if she had license for any of these animals. I don't know a lot of the details. Okay. I'm just giving you the basic facts. She was going out to hunt, right? She hunt, she, she killed a Siberian Husky. Now, if you've ever seen a, a picture of a husky and a wolf next to each other, they look nothing alike. I mean, they, I'll say this. I'll say this in her defense, and I'm not trying to defend this woman by any standard. She's a fucking retard. In her defense, uh, a, a husky looks closer to a wolf than, let's say, a Pomeranian. Okay. Like I'll give her the fact I'll give her the small benefit of the fact that a husky does look closer to a wolf than a poodle. That's all I'm gonna give her because side by side they look nothing alike. Wolves are way bigger. They have way different features. Way more pro- like it's totally different. And and I saw the picture of the husky she killed. Did not look like a wolf. Looked like a fucking husky. Like, there was no mistaking that that was a domestic dog. Even if it was a half-breed wolf dog, still looked like a dog. And she... Okay, so here's the thing. After getting all this... Now, I don't know for a fact that she went out to kill a pet. She didn't... And I don't know if this is a... I mean, clearly it's somebody's pet. It's a domestic fucking dog. I don't know that she intentionally went out to kill a dog, right? To kill that kind of a dog. I can't sit here and say that it was purposeful or accidental or whatever. I can't tell. Here's what I know, okay? Here's what I know. She killed this dog, skinned it, and still claimed that it was a wolf. Now that is fucking insane. That's insanely stupid. This chick is stupid. I can I can understand if she shot the dog thinking it was a wolf and then realizing, "Oh shit, this is a dog." Because that's what a normal person would do. A normal person would say, "Oh shit, that's a dog." Like I like I fucking just I'm I fucked up and I shot a dog. Like I can forgive that because as I said, a Husky, maybe from a distance, if you're, if you're looking for wolves could perhaps look like a wolf, but when you go up to it and you realize, Oh, this is a tiny fucking, like, this is not the size of a, of a wolf and look at its features and say, Hmm, this is very clearly not a wolf, but then you proceed to skin it and post on social media saying, look at this wolf I killed. Ding, ding, ding. You are so stupid. 
Like, you've just proven how stupid you are. Because either, either one of two things. Either you really didn't know that that was a dog, which, stupid. Stupid if you didn't know that. Or two, you knew it was a dog, and you pretended like you thought it was a wolf. Stupid. Very stupid, in fact. If you knew that was a dog and you pretended like it was a wolf, that's even more stupid. You're stupid in a way that, like, you... That's like being... That's like being blatantly stupid. If you if you thought it was a if you thought it was a wolf and didn't realize that it was a dog upon observation, then you're probably stupid in a way that like you're stupid in a you can't control that. Stupid. The other one you you clearly are just being stupid. Oh. Yeah. So And then she tried to say that the dog attacked, like the dog attacked her. The dog was acting vicious, so she doesn't regret it because she was defending herself. Well, you shouldn't have even said that. Like you should have just said that. And once again, it doesn't matter if the dog attacked you or not. You still shot it, and you still had plenty of time to realize that was a dog. I mean, I understand. Trust me. I understand shooting a dog, any kind of dog, if it is, like, attacking you. You got to defend yourself, especially if it's a big, vicious dog. There are such things as big, vicious dogs. Now, I don't know that this dog was doing that. This is what she claimed. Once you realize it's still a dog, I mean, don't fucking skin the thing and act like it's a wolf. Like, literally no part of her story comes out where she isn't a complete fucking moron. So... That's all I got to say about that is uh, this chick is fucking stupid in every sense of the word. Um, sad about the dog, of course. And I mean, like I said, maybe it was an accident. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't. But the fact that she still went ahead and per- and thought it was a dog or thought either thought it was a wolf or pretended like she thought it was a wolf. N- either way, it's insane. And this chick should be locked in a fucking loony bin or re-educated in some sense. She needs to go to some kind of like wildlife study group that teaches you what animals look like what animals. Like, I'm not gonna... That's like shooting a fucking... That's like shooting a canary and being like, oh, I thought that was a parrot. Totally different animals. That's like shooting even a... Okay, shooting a Maine Coon, which is a giant cat, and being like, oh, I thought that was a bobcat. Sure, from a distance, maybe. When you get up close, clearly not a fucking bobcat. Clearly not a bobcat. Clearly a house cat. Use your fucking head. Like, come on. I thought it was a, I thought it was a wolf pup. Well, why are you killing wolf pups? Why are you killing fucking uh, little dogs? Kill a fucking adult wolf if you're going to kill an adult wolf. Again, doesn't look like a... Like, there's no feature about that animal that looks like a wolf whatsoever whether it's a puppy or not no you you ain't fucking putting one past me dummy you are not putting that past me but i will say this now i I don't advocate killing of dogs but fuck dogs dogs suck and not and here's the thing I like dogs. I truly do. I truly do like dogs as a whole. 
I don't like the idea of dogs. I don't like, actually, you know what? I don't like the relationship between people and dogs. It sickens me, in fact. It absolutely drives me nuts. And here's why, okay? That whole story I just told you about that dog, I'm sure the thought of that woman killing a dog, the thought of anybody killing a dog, what's going through your head right now? I bet you're sad. I bet that really breaks your heart. That really tugs at the heartstrings, right? I just got done talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. And I bet you didn't give a rat's ass about those victims. I could have told you all the gruesome, grisly details of what he did to his victims. And if I would have exchanged the word human for dog, you would have been way more upset about the fucking dog. Like... Animals' lives are so much, dogs' lives are so much more important than human lives. It's to so many people. When you see a dog die in a movie, you go, aww. When you see a human get his fucking wig pushed back in a movie, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck that dude. You're just like, God, look at him kill that guy. If, if somebody, that dog got killed in John Wick, and I bet everybody was like, Oh no, that poor dog. John Wick can proceeded to murder everybody in that movie. And you're like, fuck yeah, dude. That guy, fuck that guy's family. That guy, man, he probably had a wife and kids and he, now he's dead. Like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so people's crazy obsession with dogs. And that's another, you know, white women, dogs, fall, and murderers. We're covered. Covered all the bases with the white women. This is the white women episode. (laughs) And alcoholism. I talked about that, too. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so where was I at? Oh, dogs. Fucking fuck dogs. So... Fuck the relationship that people have with dogs. Here's the thing, okay? Dog is man's best friend. Or so they say, correct? Humans, here's what humans do with dogs, okay? You feed them. You shower them with love and affection. You pick up their droppings. Like, you... Dogs, for the most part, I know there's bad dog owners, so I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, like, the the crazy, like, ooh, dogs are everything, humans. Shower them with love, affection, everything. Like, you give them the world, treats, toys. They are treated better than most humans. And you know what they give you in return? Nothing. They just have to exist. They just have to be a dog. And they get all of that. Humans, they have to, you have to give them something. Like humans have to, humans have to be able to have some kind of exchange in order to receive love or to give love. There has to be some kind of, kind of balance there. Man's best friend? I ain't doing half that shit for my best friend. I'm not picking up his shit. I'm not wiping his ass. I'm not going to fucking be all over him and shower him with all the love in the world. I'm not going to fucking buy him treats all the time. Just for existing? No. I'll buy him shit if he's 
if he's if we're hanging out and shit. But just for being a guy, I ain't I ain't pick like if 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 my best friend became solely dependent like if he was uh, a fucking vegetable or had some kind of mental incapacity to clean himself and to bathe himself and to clean his ass and do all that stuff and I was the one who was being put in charge of that oh dude's all of a sudden the he's a ward of the state like that ain't happening he might be my best friend but hey I'll see you once a month at the fucking hospital you're a warden of the state now <laughs> they're dealing with that shit not me you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, think about your best friend human-wise, and then think about a dog. All the things you do for a dog, you would never do for a human, just for simply existing. Now, you might have the counter-argument of saying, well, a dog can protect you, right? And in some cases, yes. In some cases, dogs do function as a, a give and take. They protect you, and you give them all the love, attention, fucking all that shit. But here's the thing, okay? If if a robber invaded your home and fucking robbed you blind, fucking you. Now I shouldn't have said that, but I'm I'm think my brain goes to a guy getting like getting and I I shouldn't have even said that. So I should not have. Anyway, if let's let's change it. If a guy if if somebody comes in. And steals all your shit and beats the shit out of you. That's better. Beats the shit out of you. And that dog runs. The dog hides. You know what you're going to do? Nothing. You're not going to fucking... <laughs> you're not going to be pissed off at the dog for not helping you. In fact, the dog's probably the first person you're going to go to and be like, oh, <laughs> that was so horrible. They fucking beat the shit out of me and robbed us blind. Oh, oh, dog. Comfort me. Comfort me, dog. Rather than being like, why the fuck didn't you do something? What the fuck were you doing, coward? You ran off. You could have attacked this motherfucker. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't care if he didn't do anything. You, you would seek that dog out for comfort. That's what you would do. And that, that right there is why I fucking hate dogs. Maybe I'm jealous of them. Maybe I'm jealous of the relationship they have with humans. I don't know. But here's the thing. I don't like it. One bit. I've always, I've always been disgusted by it. Also, just to put this out there. 85% of dog breeds are ugly. Like, they are not cute. They are not fun to look at. Also, I don't like dogs because I got bit by a dog when I was a kid. And that shit scared me so bad. And I think I still have uh, some, some unconscious trauma to that. Because I am always so afraid a dog's going to bite me. Not little dogs. I'll punt a little dog. Big dogs, though. Yeah, I'm always cautious around big dogs. And you never know. They might bite you. Sometimes they do. Dogs bite sometimes. Nonetheless, I stand by my statement. 85% of dogs are ugly. There's maybe, in my opinion, maybe 10 dog breeds 
that are that I would consider to be good-looking dogs. Maybe. That's a that's a close maybe. And there's a lot of dog breeds out there. I see a lot of dogs I'm like, "Ugh." And I stand by that shit. I will not take that back. <laughs> Obviously I'm joking in most cases, but there's a lot of truth behind what I said. And you know it. If you're a dog owner, if you're one of those sickening ass fucking dog owners that just drools all over their their dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know there's truth behind what I said, even though I'm joking for the most part. Anyway, let's wrap this bad boy up, shall we, huh? I do want to mention this too, just because um, I, I started the episode by saying I went out and I got super drunk the other night. Um, happened to meet the lead singer from Candlebox because they had played a show that same night and like the whole band came in. So I got to meet quite a few members from the band Candlebox, which I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like a huge fan, but like I know a few of their songs and I didn't go to the show, but I got to meet the singer. We got a couple pictures. Me and Aaron got a couple pictures with the singer. And uh, funny, funny enough, I bought the singer a drink because I was just like, you know, he just seemed like a nice guy and you know me. Drunk Dakota, he gets charitable, likes to buy people drinks. So I was like, you know what? Let me buy the singer of Candlebox a drink. So I threw it, you know, I sent a drink down to him. And I started thinking, God, I, it's so funny to buy. He's probably, he probably isn't a millionaire, I would say. Maybe he is. But he's got money. We'll just say that. He's got money. He's got fame to an extent. Probably a lesser extent of fame than most musicians. Like, here's the thing, too, though. He looks like just a regular guy. And that that got me thinking, older musicians from, like, older bands, when they go out, like, it was cool to be like, hey, you're the singer of Candlebox. Like, that's awesome. And maybe this is just me and my old age, like, my older age, starting to, like, not really care about fame and not not idolizing celebrities and things like that. And it'd probably be another thing if if Candlebox was my favorite band. Older bands or older musicians from older bands, like even like lesser known bands, I suppose like that. They're just, I see them and they're just regular guys. So it was just funny to like, see them like uh, people coming up and shaking their hands and like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, it's really nice to meet you. Like, you're, that's super cool. I'm just like, yeah, I met the guy, shook his hand, bought him a drink, whatever. But that was it. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't sitting there like obsessing over this guy. Like, Oh my God, there he is. Like, it's kind of just more like a, He's just a guy. Like these these older musicians, they're just they're just guys. They're just people. So it's just funny that when people are like, "Oh my god, like that's a famous person. I gotta go talk to him." For me, it was just I, literally. Um, Aaron was like, "This is the lead singer of Candlebox," and I went, "Oh shit, that's awesome! Hey, nice to meet you." And we traded some things back, just like a conversation, quick conversation back and forth. And I was like, "All right, like that was it." And I think the only reason I bought him a shot was just because he was a cool guy. Because when I met him, he was it wasn't because he was the singer of Candlebox. It was because he was just a nice guy. I would I've done that for strangers in the bar, so no real difference there. And then the whole the only reason I took the picture with him was because I was wearing this cut. I was wearing my cutthroat sweater. Aaron was there, so I was like, oh, this is a this is kind of a cool opportunity to, for to have cutthroat take a picture with another band. And if you saw the picture, you'd be like, that's just some guy. Because kind of was just some guy. It was cool. He was a nice guy. 
Very nice guy. Cool to meet him. But I just wanted to drop that bit of information. Also, this is just because we got a few minutes here. I want to say this because I here's another thought that I've never really thought about. Have you ever had a bad handshake? I'm sure you have. Okay? Because I thought about this. Because when I shook when I shook the singer's hand, it was fine. There was somebody else in the bar that I shook their hand, and, and I had a bad handshake. And you know what I'm talking about, where you go to shake the hand, and they grab your fingers, and you kind of give them that little, like, that little pussy handshake, where you're just like, mm. It's the worst. It, ha- it it sucks when it happens. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to accept it and, like, and like regret it in the moment. You got to be like, fuck, why did I shake his hand like that? And the thought I had was I've received a lot of bad handshakes. But can you remember, do you ever think about giving a bad handshake? Like when you're the guy grabbing the fingers. I can honestly say, I don't, there's probably a few, but those don't stick out nearly as bad as being the bitch that has the, has the bad grip. If you got the good grip, you're good. And you don't, and even if it's a bad shake on their end, you don't really think about it. But when it's a bad shake on your end, you're like, that sits with you. That sits with you for a minute. And you have to stew in that. So that was a little thought I had the other night that I had to share on here. Pointless thought, but funny nonetheless. And true. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me again this week. Glad to be back to my normal mental self. I hope you guys are feeling great about yourselves mentally, physically. Get on board with Sober October. Um, It'll... We talked about mental health last week. We're talking physical health this week. Both things very important. Got to talk about them when they're bad, and you got to correct them. You got to put forth effort to correct those uh, those issues that you're feeling. So I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys um, just stay strong, be positive, be proactive. Do good things for yourself. Do good things for others. And we're going to just live in a great world if we keep up that attitude, right? As long as you're not living in Florida. Thank you, guys. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you on the flip side. And don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. You've got to keep on.